0: Welcome back. Two hours down, two hours to go. Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio nine thirty W B E N. How you doing? Friday, December thirtieth, two thousand twenty two. We are about to say goodbye to twenty twenty two and hello to twenty twenty three. And as I said in the first segment, you know, twenty twenty three can be whatever you want it to be. And uh, so you know. Your problems with 2022, leave them in 2022. You like that? I should do a show like that. Tell me your problems in 2022 and how you plan on resolving these in 2023. Uh, but exci- you know th- there's always that, um, that sense of opportunity, right at the beginning of the new year, you know? Uh, Josh is eating an Oreo brownie, and he said, well, Monday to New Year. I'm gonna. My diet starts on Monday. I think a lot of people have that uh, that mindset. You know, a lot of gyms um, get a a ton of memberships signed in that first few those first few weeks of a new year. There's a lot. It's just that promise, right? Or that thought of promise, like, ah, it's a new year. I can make it whatever I want.
1: Telling you right now, it's gonna be real hard to stick to that
2: diet on Monday. It's hard to pick things up, especially on a Monday.
0: Well, when's when's the easiest day to pick things up, Josh?
2: Exactly. It's always tomorrow.
0: <laughs> it is always tomorrow, you know. And I have to say, I, I don't, you know, I always have a good first few months, you know. Ever since I used to be so thin, I don't want to get into just talking about how thin I was. I used to be so thin, right? I mean, my, I, I would wear mediums, smalls. I, I was really, really thin. But it seems like I, you know, I don't want to blame the pandemic. But it seems like ever since gyms closed in 2020, and since they've reopened, I've really struggled to get back. You know, I'll lose—I'm down like 20 pounds this year, and I feel good. But then I see pictures of me in 2016, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I look nothing like that now. You know, I'm 20 pounds down. I still got so much more to go, and that—you know—that—that that promise a new year brings um, will be. You know, I think a lot of us, you know, we're writing out those New Year's resolutions. So someone texted in. Uh, Joe, one of your New Year's resolutions should be uh, should be to be the best dad ever. Obviously, you know I I, I hope that I uh, am a good father when uh, when the time comes in May of 2023. I did learn from one of the best fathers, my dad. So you know I learned from the best, and uh, will will I'm hoping that I can uh, do the same starting in May. That is definitely a resolution of mine. You know, um, I'd like to. Start the year losing weight and then also uh, be a good dad and we'll just move on from there. But I'm just saying there's always, you know, that the ball drops on the 31st. It's 2023 and you got a lot of stuff going through your head. Okay, how am I going to do this year differently? And and what, you know, we we talked the first two hours. We talked about lessons of the storm, lessons of the blizzard of 22. How are you going to take those lessons and be better prepared for the next snowstorm, how is um, the state, the county, and the city going to take those lessons and be better prepared for the next storm? I say, hey, you know, we're getting into a new year. How are we going to take the lessons of 2022 and put them toward making 2023 the best year it can be? You know, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff to think about. Eight oh three oh nine thirty, star 930. We will talk about uh, the year that's been and plans for the new year. In the last hour, but I want to hear from you at eight zero three zero nine thirty star nine thirty as we continue to ask your lessons, your advice, to be better prepared for a storm, and how can our local governments be better prepared for the incoming storm? And yeah, I think we can continue to say, I mean, you know, as I said at the end of the last segment, if you think I my criticisms of the county executives' uh, words towards the mayor. Uh, if, if you don't agree with my criticism, uh, call in. Tell me why you think it was uh, right that, you know, why we were still cleaning up from a storm that took the lives of 40 people. Uh, why that was the right time for the county executive um, to uh, lash out as he did. Eight oh three oh nine thirty. star 930 is the number for you. It's also the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. And on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, we've got a few people texting in uh, with stuff they learned. This uh, texter from a while back, texter says, Joe, I learned that I have some of the best neighbors you could ask for. I am currently uh, hard. It's currently difficult for me to move. And thanks to my neighbors, they took care of my drive and my walkway. Um, I can't thank them enough. I cooked them dinner. And um, when I'm finally back up and on my feet, hope to uh, repay them. So, And that's something that you definitely learn and that we learned uh, during this, the blizzard of 22. It's just how much good is done. You know, as a caller we had uh, that dropped off during the break, and I realized, you know, the news and everything. Um, during the break, you know, y- y- you don't care about Nothing matters except for this is a person that needs help, and I'm going to help them. You heard Jay's story yesterday. Jay went out there trying to rescue anyone he could. Hey, the school's open. Let's go. Let's get into the school. You know, most people wouldn't have even thought to go through what Jay went through. You know, maybe they would have thought, okay, there's a school there. Let me try to get in. But there's a lot of people that wouldn't have run back out and say, hey who else can I find and Jay kept going out there as many times as he could you know risking his own life going back out in that storm to find someone that needs warmth find someone who's stuck someone whose electricity was out and they were and their house was getting colder and colder and he brought him into that school you know uh, he he Opened the uh, the door to the ca- cafeteria. He was able to get food. Was able to make sure everyone was fed. Make sure everyone had the news on. I mean, Jay took it uh, upon himself, not only to get as many people into the school as he could, but to get everything out for people. Found that snowblower. I mean, the things that went through his mind and, and the actions he took, it's, it's amazing. It is simply amazing and it, it's such a uplifting story and a story of someone just doing good. Not for the recognition, but Jay said, I have a a school here that I was able to get in. We have people that are suffering. We have people that will die if I don't get to them. And he did everything he could to get as many people in there, into that school, and he saved lives. He saved lives. We also had the story... That came out uh, earlier in the week of a couple that took in um, uh, took in someone that was on the street in the process of freezing to death. And I don't know if you've heard this story um, of Joey, who was taken in by Shakira and Trent. And literally saved this man's life. I mean, his clothes were frozen to him. He had frost frostbite. The 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 pictures of his hands, you could feel the pain in the picture. And Shakira and Trent took him in, warmed him up, kept him uh, kept him warm, kept him you know uh, fed him, had him comfortable until the storm had passed, so they could take him to a hospital, and then took him to the hospital. I mean, just an amazing story of these absolutely heroic acts going out there in the storm. I don't know how many of you walked out in the middle of the storm, but going out in the storm to save lives. And you heard it from Jay. You heard the story of Shakira and Trent. There was a man who was literally in the process of freezing to death. His clothes were frozen to him. They took him in. They put warm clothes on him. They fed him. They kept him warm. They kept him comfortable. And then when the storm settled down, they got an, they got an ambulance and got him to the hospital. Just an amazing story. I mean, And there are so many stories of that. Again, people doing good. And, and that's, that's what Western New York is all about. And those are the stories that I love to see and the stories that we really need to get out there. About all the good that was done during the storm to save lives, we have so many people who 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 acted as heroes, who were heroes during this storm. Eight oh three oh nine thirty, star nine thirty. That's the number uh, to get on. That's also the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board number. Andy Parker is joining us at four thirty-five to talk about the lake, the warmth of the lake now, and what that could mean for the beginning of 2023. It is Beamer in for Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. I I was gonna say something about transit and Aero Drive, because Alan said that's where the the water is, and there's a place on Aero Drive I was gonna make a comment about, but we'll uh we'll class this show up a little bit. <laughs> 803-0930. Star 930, that's the number to get on. If you know what's on Arrow Drive, you know that what I was going to say. Oh, you know, be careful on your way to the business that's on Arrow Drive that I was going to reference. But I won't. We won't go there. 803-0930, star 930 is the number to get on. My name is Joe Beamer. I'm in for Tom Bowerly asking for your lessons of the storm, uh, stories of people doing good, maybe stories of ways that someone came to your rescue. You know, I, 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 we, we heard so many times during our coverage last weekend of people calling in. I mean, I mean, numerous times people would call in and say, I haven't heard from so-and-so. They live at such-and-such. And, and we'd get a call in a few hours saying, yeah, I walked down there. I knocked on their door. They're okay. I mean, those, those stories, I mean, in the, in the moment, you know, I was kind of just speechless at the selflessness of people. Oh, I heard on the, on the, on the radio, someone's concerned. I'm going to go out, and again, in the middle of the storm, and check on these people to give them the reassurance. I mean, just talk about the spirit of the season, and we saw it again and again this Christmas weekend during the, the blizzard of 2020, and I think those stories, and I know people didn't do it for recognition, people didn't do it to get a story on the news, but these people deserve to be recognized for their actions, and for their heroic actions, during the, the blizzard of twenty two. Eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty. Let's go to Steve in North Tonawanda. Hey Steve, what do you got for us this afternoon? Oh Steve. Steve, if you uh if you're hearing us, we couldn't hear you, give us a call back. 8030930. Sorry about that. Um we'll take the blame. All right. I will take the blame for the phones not working. Steve, it might have been on our end. Um <laughs> But those are the stories I really think need the recognition. And, again, if you call in and say, you know, I did the – we're asking for you to say, you know, to, to tell these stories of good. And I think those people deserve to be recognized. I understand, you know, people that don't want to get recognized because they don't want to seem like they did it just for the recognition. That That's not what it is. You deserve to be recognized. And if you were helped during the storm, those people that helped you deserve to be recognized. I, I think that's um, – I think most people would agree. Let's go to Steve in North Tonawanda. Sorry about that, Steve.
1: Oh no, my fault or whatever. It doesn't matter, Joe. I love what you're doing. I think you're uh, you're doing uh, a spectacular job in pointing out all the the good things we did. But you know, I'm going to be I'm going to be Debbie Downer here, and I'm going to say um, I think we did a horrifically bad job. Um, there were people that stepped up to the plate, like the guy you were just talking about, that is so over the top. It's just wonderful to know that there's people out there like that. But in reality, um, this was a two-day event. This was not a blizzard of a generation. Um, over over the course of two days, we had, we surpassed the death toll of the blizzard of 77. And this was... Not even remotely close to what that was it that lasted for weeks we We had entire neighborhoods without power for weeks and weeks on end um entire uh, so many houses were you could walk right onto the roof because the snow drifts were to the top of a two and a half story building a uh, house we we've We should be ashamed of ourselves we need to step up. Far better than what we did. Steve, Certain, when you say we, who do you mean? How did we lose 40 people? That's um, that's the
0: question that we definitely need the answer to.
1: Okay, well, I'll tell you why. Because, uh, okay, okay, I'm not Mr. Know-it-all here, but um, certainly I don't think, um, okay, uh, all the people, I know at one point it was announced all the people that were parked uh, that got stranded and whatnot, are not, you know, no tickets. No, no, no. There was, there was a. this, we saw this coming. And we said, hey, nobody be on the road. And people broke that. And as a result of that, uh, where did those damages lead to? It's hard to say. How many people lost their lives because people broke that rule and went out there and got stranded, and now people can't get through? Um... I just, I don't think we did a good job on this at all. Some many of us did, many of us did, but we lost 40 people, 40 people over. T- <laughs> Look at right now, what an insignificant event this was. It's gone. It's all gone. Well, Steve. Blizzard I- of 77 lasted for, we had giant mountains of snow in April still. Yeah.
0: Steve, we're definitely, hey, I, I agree with you on this. We lost 40 people. There, there are things that we could have done better, and those those are questions that need to be answered, and those are everything needs to be put on the table, Steve. I appreciate the call. But he's right. We lost 40 people in the blizzard of 22. That's unacceptable for an area that gets snow. It's going to snow here. We're going to get blizzard conditions here. Yeah, there, we tragically lost 40 people. How do we do better? Those are the questions that everyone should be asking, and those are the questions we need answers to. We don't need people running away from the answer from the question. We don't need people declining invitations to talk about it. We need people putting on their adult pants and coming to the table and saying, "This is this is what we need to do better, and this is how we're going to do it better." All right. When we come back, Andy Parker's joining us. We're going to ask him uh, what a warm lake means for 2023, and also ask him meteorologic meteorology. meteorology uh, you know the word I'm trying to say Meteorologically, how was the blizzard of twenty two compared to the blizzard of seventy seven? It's Beamer in for Bowerly back after this. Hey, welcome back. Beamer in for bowerly here at news radio nine thirty w b e n. I gotta say, before we go to our our next guest, um, they just showed an awesome shirt at the Barstool Bowl, and it's a Bills slash Wyoming logo, and uh, they showed it. A fan was wearing it in the Wyoming Ohio game, and now I want that shirt. So um, I'll be looking for that. I think I'm about to order one. I'm not gonna lie. Look at you. See right right away. That's a that's a that's a that's a hot shirt. All right. Without further ado, let's go to meteorologist Andy Parker who uh, is on the line. Andy, uh, happy Friday.
2: Hey, thank you very much, Joe.
0: And I appreciate you joining us. And first, I got to say, Andy, I mean, everyone, all the meteorologists, you guys all got this thing right on the money. And uh, I mean, you guys were calling it for a week before the storm came. And I think hats off to you for, for making sure we knew exactly when this thing was moving in.
2: Yeah, Mother Nature, uh, she kind of laid out a roadmap and stuck with it this time, which was nice. The, I think the most impressive part of the whole thing has been the ability to really time the beginning of these situations, almost to the hour. That, that to me, uh, was one of the things that really um, stuck out, the, uh, how, how it, it presented itself. We knew it was Friday morning, and boom, it, uh, it arrived right on schedule.
0: Before we get to what could happen, what might happen in the next month or so, let's talk about tonight and tomorrow with the rain and the warm temperatures. Uh, what kind of flooding, if any, are we looking out for?
2: Yeah, um, this morning we flushed a lot of the uh, the slush ice down all the creeks. Uh, I know that I was on the banks of uh, Casanova when it did kind of shove it all down towards South Buffalo. Uh, you've got Cayuga and Buffalo Creek that merge into the Buffalo River, and then Casanova joins us. All of that is getting pushed out in the, into Lake Erie. They, they did come up to Bankful, up to a flood stage. Then they all subsequently dropped when that slush ice pushed through. Now they're beginning to rise because it is in the 50s out there. It's melting this snowpack rapidly. A lot of feeder creeks are jumping up now. Six hours after these feeder creeks hop up, it all ends up into caz and Buffalo and Cayuga. So we're expecting them to be near bankable right for the night tonight and during the day tomorrow.
0: Now, looking at the storm that was last week in the blizzard of 22, how – I had trouble saying this word before the break me, – meteorologically, how did it compare to the blizzard of 77?
2: Um, it it uh, produced a lot of the same blindness. I think one thing that was similar in this was the winds – and the snow combination, it had that in common. Granted, we all know now that Lake Erie was frozen back in 77. It swept all that dusty snow up and shoved it inland. This time around, it produced its own snow with the open lake. But the end result was the same uh, element of blindness. I believe back in 77, I actually started looking back at a, uh, a book I pulled off of my shelf and dusted off. Was the, uh, it was called White Death. And it was in, um, a great read on 77. And statistically, it went through it, a lot of the accounts in there. Uh, just to give you an idea, some of the stuff that I'm, I'm pulling out of that book and, and from accounts on it, is that the snowmobile rescuers back in 77, they waved them off because too many snowmobiles collided with chimneys. So the snowdrifts swallowed homes to the point where snowmobile rescuers were crashing into chimneys because the homes were buried. So when I look at the two storms, the drifts that occurred in 77 were 10 to 20-foot home swallowing drifts. This time around, they were driveway swallowing and front door swallowing. So when you just compare some of those elements, 77 is still uh, kind of the granddaddy when it comes to drifts. But we're still getting uh the extent of the snow, what you know, how much fell uh this time around. There but the definitely the snow blindness for that forty eight hours was was very similar.
0: I I'll say Andy, I've never seen something so consistent as that storm. I mean it didn't matter when you looked out the window for thirty six, forty eight hours, it looked the exact same out our uh, at our Amherst studios. And definitely a storm I'll never forget. I'll tell you that.
2: Mm-hmm. No, This is going to be the one that uh, if you weren't around for 77, if you don't know anything about it, this is going to be the one that that you'll remember and talk about. And it'll be a benchmark for, uh, you know, the people who are, you know, who who weren't around back then.
0: So, you know, we had the November storm. We've now had the blizzard of 22. The lake is still above freezing. Andy, what could that mean for 2023 or the early parts of 2023?
2: Yeah. Here it is. It's it is, It's 35 degrees. We're about 10% ice cover. All of that is back in the very shallow end of Lake Erie by Toledo. Um, the good news is the temperature has dropped. The bad news is it's all wide open. But you need to have the cold air and the storm to come in. Now, the good news is that we're done with snow for the rest of the year. For 2022, we were able to say that last, last Monday. But um, what we're finding is that the warm trend that we have today, those 50s, we're gonna stay above freezing, and we don't have to worry about snow until the end of next week. As a matter of fact, we might be in the 60s with rain on Tuesday. So I think the peak of warmth comes next Tuesday. So between now and then, uh, we got a lot of rain coming tomorrow, temperatures in the 45 to 55 degree range, and then we uh, peak into the 60s on Tuesday. Late next week, there's a shot of snow that comes through with a weather system. Doesn't look all that big, but it'll remind us that winter's here. And then by uh, about the 10th or 12th, we start to see the next polar plunge starting to come out over uh, over the border into Western New York. So we got a bit of a reprieve. A lot of the snow is going to disappear and go right into the creeks today, tomorrow, and and by Tuesday, and we'll kind of be starting with almost a blank slate for the next round of cold that arrives uh, the second week of January.
0: Now, uh, you know, today we got up to the 50s. We're going to be in the 40s, the high 30s, as you said, 60 possibly on Tuesday. Does that give the lake any opportunity to get warmer, or is it kind of just going to stay where it is?
2: It, the lake is one of these things where a single day doesn't change it. It, it really takes a longer-term trend. Uh, once it begins falling, uh, there's very it doesn't change and fluctuate too much on a daily basis. Um, what you're going to find is that it, it it'll preclude new ice from forming, but overall the lake isn't going to start jumping back up uh, in temperature. It's kind of a once once you start shoving it down the the cold lane, it it kind of keeps going. Uh, just as if you pulled water out and you you turn your you know your your room temperature up a few degrees, it, it's not going to instantly get warm. Uh, the lake operates in the same thing. Water is a, a slow reactor, so uh, it's going to stop any new development of ice. But uh, overall, once we start to get cold, it'll uh, it'll go right back down the other way.
0: Yeah, to that point. So as you said, towards the end of next week, you know we got the peak on Tuesday, and then it starts getting cooler and cooler. Um, so the lake, only a few degrees from freezing, by February, should we have a frozen lake, or could we still be talking about uh, lake effect uh, snow being an issue if the right front uh, goes over it?
2: Uh, the, the projections, um, um, I was just looking at the, the USGS, so it's uh, the folks that kind of keep an eye on this and make some projections based on the water temperature and the current extent of ice they're looking in that window of the 20th to the 30th for a majority of the lake to be uh, ice covered at that point. So the trend is that it is going to go, we'll have a um, majority better than 50% of the lake frozen uh, by the time we get to the 20th is the way it's is the way it's going. Um, but between now and then, yes, it's, Still open. If you get the right weather system, it can produce some snow. Uh, right now, we don't see any weather system between now and the end of next week capable of doing anything close to what we had in November and what we had at Christmas. Right now, these would be uh, smaller, fast moving systems that are enough to put down a few inches of snow, but uh, we don't see the one singular system that is uh, really going to wind up and, and come across the United States.
0: Is this winter? Different than most, you know, we, we've we had the two storms, and at the end of both storms, Andy, we jumped up to the 50s. But you know, every winter we have a warm day here and there. I, is this any different, um, or are we just noticing it because the warm weather has instantly followed two pretty big storms?
2: Yeah, the there's always a snapback. Mother Nature, uh, if, if it does one thing that I've seen in my time in the business, is that it. It generally bounces back. the The bigger the fall, the uh, the bigger the rise. You know, the bigger the fall, it's it's the same thing. So that storm was so immense. The response from the atmosphere is that you will get a a, a fast bounce back, uh, and that's generally what's happened the last couple of uh, large scale storms. So as far as uh, when you look at the temperature for December, if you if you just looked at it, you'd see that the temperature would be near normal. So the uh, the rebounds have been as big as the is the temperature falls so statistically december will go down as a uh, uh from a temperature standpoint just kind of a normal month but it was anything but normal when you look at uh, the precipitation and the winds so um for for a temperature yeah the, the bounce backs kind of level it all out
0: andy is it weird that you know uh, it's been five days but after being stuck here for three uh it's still uh, you know i'm still surprised to look behind me and see clear and not uh a wall of snow.
2: Yeah, everybody has that. uh, I I guess they're a little sheepish now. You know, the next weather system that comes in, people are going to, I think, really take note of uh, any snowstorm that's coming our way because they'll be a little, uh, you know, a little gun shy. You know, are we going to have the whiteouts now? Now that we've had a kind of a taste of that, now that people understand what Mother Nature is capable of, uh, they're going to want to, they'll be very sensitive to it. And, uh, no, I think that what you're feeling is, is very typical, Um, you know, even as a forecaster, I understand that and I'm going to pay very close attention when I communicate with you guys of what the potential uh, for the wind and the snow combo is because folks are very sensitive to that now
0: you know as as a meteorologist and as someone who had this storm right on and you know was warning us for days about what's going to happen do you think that you know uh when a storm that size because andy obviously not everyone follows the news you know not everyone's plugged in every minute of every day do you think there should be drastic measures taken as you know dinging everybody in the area's phone hey A, you know, a major snow event is heading your way and really illustrate the severity of the storm because you've got people that, you know, yeah, we knew there was snow, but didn't know the severity because let's be honest, they don't they don't listen to the news every day. They don't follow the news the way that we follow the news. Do you think there's a way that, you know, like an Amber Alert, you know, you're saying, hey, there's a severe, you know, generational storm coming. Let's ding everyone in the region's phone.
2: That is one element where you could uh, you could do that with kind of a, an emergency broadcast situation to convey that. Um, I think the uh, the level of blizzard was always that key for us for the uh, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and then uh, and then we had a number of situations uh, blizzard warnings that went up, and and I was always advocating the we really have to reserve the use of blizzard uh, because in this Neighborhood. You, once you get to the word blizzard, there is no category one, two, three, four. It's it's blizzard conditions, and we had some weak blizzards, if you will, uh, where we had an, we had blizzard conditions for a few hours, and then um, you know, and then the storm passed. Uh, it it always bothered me that we didn't have any other term in our vernacular to uh, to alert people, but. Back in the in the in the 80s and 90s, if you t- pulled the term blizzard out, people understood it to mean hunker down, multiple days, you know, you're not traveling, all the all the things that go with it. And I think the uh, you know having a few soft blizzards in the 2000s, I, I think it kind of weakened the term. I, I don't think it scared as many people. It didn't evoke that same kind of uh, emotion of oh, okay, that's what's coming. Um, and I think this time we got to the word blizzard, and I think unfortunately some folks uh, really didn't understand the severity that was coming. They heard the term, they've they've lived through a few of these before. They thought maybe it would be the same as the others, and uh, obviously in the end it it was it was not.
0: Exactly. Hey, Andy, I, I appreciate you being available uh, this afternoon. If you have. A question for Andy. It's very simple. Text the word weather to 716 503 Andy. That's weather to 503 2639. You can also follow him at Andy Parker TV on Twitter uh, and Facebook. Andy, thank you so much for always being there for us. I, I know we'll talk again in 2023. I hope you have a very happy new year.
2: Joe, it's my pleasure. You have a great New Year's as well. Thank you very
0: much. That is Andy Parker. Again, if you have a question for him, text Weather to 503 Andy. That's weather to 503-2639. Is Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio, 930 WBEN. We have one hour to go. Again, my thanks to Andy Parker for always being available uh to answer our weather questions and again to get us um ready for the storm that was. And Any potential storm in the future, if you have a weather question for Andy, 503-ANDY is the number, and text the word weather. When we come back, we will continue taking your calls on lessons learned in the blizzard of 22, uh, stories of people doing good, and year in review. 5 o'clock is our last hour of weekday live local programming. So... Let's of 2022. I should should, of 2022. Josh, we'll be back on Monday. Oh, my gosh. Not to scare anyone. We'll be back on Monday. So year in review. Tell me your story of 2022, your lessons of 2022. We can take the same concept we're doing for the storm. And let's say for the year 2022, the good, the bad and the lessons that were learned this year. 803-0930, Star 930, Beamer in for Bowerly. Taking your calls after this on News Radio 930 WBEN.